You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 15 of Podcast PXN. I am one of your hosts, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter. I went ahead and went into that before saying my name. Daniel Prendel. <laughs> I'm joined by the pride of PlayStation that made us delay this podcast by 24 hours. Sean Babiak. Sean. Second. How are you? Because I'll get to the first here in a moment. Yeah. Is It hasn't been 24 hours. Well, so, almost 24 hours. 23 hours. 22 hours and 40 minutes, okay? And first, Do we have to be precise? I think you need to stop doing a run of show when you can't even say your run of show. You know what? You're right. Your computer you know sounds You're pissed. right. You do it. You do it then. Your computer sounds My pissed. My computer hasn't been on in a while, so it's just getting caught up with updates. Ooh. Anyways, thank you to everyone in the live chat for coming out to the show. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time, except for today. This is a rare occurrence where we're not on the schedule. Uh, Live on YouTube, just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there. The show, remember, the show always starts with the PXN News of the Week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Does it always start that way? Yeah, it does. Every time. Every week. I just want to make sure. The first item on the PXN News of the Week, we have a job listing has hinted at Horizon Zero Dawn 2. So, Gorilla Games has been posting some really interesting things, uh, essentially saying, within Gorilla, we have four teams dedicated to creating the stunning environments of Horizon and asked for someone with experience creating nature and vegetation assets. So... I think everyone obviously was expecting this to happen uh, after the success of Horizon Zero Dawn. And for me personally, Horizon Zero Dawn, such a great game. A huge leap forward for that studio after Killzone Shadowfall was a beautiful game, but never really you know, made its mark g- gameplay-wise. It was the best me. in the series. Yeah, but... Um, and eh. The first one was revolutionary for the time. For how it did stuff mm. but i remember being so jacked for it and then the load times just killed everything mm. but i mean this is the worst kept secret in the business at this point because yeah. there was no way we weren't going to get a sequel of this game so i guess the question is is this is this going to be a playstation 5 launch title i don't think launch you don't think so i don't believe launch because i don't know at this point if necessarily sony has a so- killer games such as halo that like obviously xbox has halo to launch their console with Mm -hmm. and that'll move units itself but i don't know if that's the route sony's going down Mm -hmm. because how they started off this entire generation was third-party partnerships with a few exclusives and actually in my opinion the best exclusive was actually not their own studio and that was house marquee's uh rezo gun so Um, so i i don't know necessarily if they need this but I can't see it being an infamous uh, second son where it's launch window. Here's what I think. I think it's going to be a launch title, but I think it will be a cross-platform game. Just like Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, remember, is coming to Xbox One and PC as well as Scarlet. So it's not exclusive to Scarlet. It's coming to Xbox One as well. And I think Horizon Zero Dawn 2 will do something very similar. It'll come to PS4 and, and PS5 on launch day. Remember, Horizon Zero Dawn came out February 2017. 
So by I remember fall, three days later, what happened? By fall, yeah. <laughs> by fall 2017 or by fall 2020, that'll have given Gorilla three and a half years plus to build this game. I feel like that's plenty of time for them to get it ready, and I think it could be cross gen. So I could see that, but I could also see Sony almost wanting to nurture uh, Gorilla just like they have with Naughty Dog and allow them whatever time they need. I don't think. I don't think PlayStation's going into this next generation thinking they have to have a killer launch game. Because at this point, they... Now, it hasn't been announced any of these partnerships or whatever, but you're assuming that at least the COD one was probably a 10-year deal. Mm -hmm. So they would still obviously have the Call of Duty, at least in the beginning of this coming generation. That's obviously a huge seller uh, for when that comes out next year, and we all know it will. And... Is it them or Microsoft that picks up Assassin's Creed Rumor Vikings game? Yeah. Um, I, I don't I don't know. The only thing I will say is I want whatever it's going to be to be treated like Naughty Dog in that sense, though, too, because I think they deserve the time they have for their polish. I, I agree. I think they'll get the time that they need. I don't think that's going to be an issue. The thing is, is like every game they've released since Killzone 2 has been on a two-year dev cycle. So Killzone 2 was 20, 2009, then 2011 was Killzone 3, then 2013 was Shadowfall. So just personally, I think three and a half years is plenty of time to build a game in this day and age. Yes, there's some circumstances like Naughty Dog or rockstar that have very long god of war was four and a half years yes but that was also building a brand new franchise essentially not not a new franchise but a new re a new imagining of the same franchise you know what i'm saying yeah i'll I'll give you that i just i i don't know if i necessarily think it's going to be cross but again i think that is going to be the issue that both xbox and sony actually have coming into this new console and that'll be up to developers at horizon and developers at 343 to really convince us on why we need these new consoles because we know already that xbox is going to be backwards compatible because that's been phil's whole thing Mm -hmm. and then sony announced with the playstation 5 that anything Mm -hmm. from playstation 4 is going to be so what's going to entice non-gamers i guess Mm -hmm. or people that aren't as diehard or hardcore as you and i what's going to convince them to jump in at first to buy those consoles because let's not forget we both are, I think, accurately predicting that these are going to probably be minimum 500 apiece. Yes, I agree. So I, I, I just don't know how they differentiate themselves from that. But I'm glad to see, though, that the wool's finally been pulled over. We know that it's coming. Yep. I mean, without Agreed. them tell, telling us it's coming, we know it's coming. Agreed. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But uh, we'll I hope it's still eye. Alloy, too. Mostly oh, because... Alloy? Aloy, sorry, my friend's Alloy. cat. Um, mostly because, so this is actually, and luckily my mom doesn't listen to this, yeah. um, the first one I've never played, yeah. and I've been on record saying that. Uh, I found it on a deal on Amazon, so I got it for my mom basically to give it to me for Christmas. Um, so I'm looking forward to playing at this holiday season, and I am very excited for it because I've only heard good things about it. Yep. I just happened to be in that realm where it came out during probably one of my favorite games of the last 10 years with Breath of the Wild. Agreed. So that was very hard for me to justify, okay, I'm going to put time into this game and then also put like 100 plus hours into Breath of the Wild. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't... I so don't... let's make sure it doesn't come out this fall if your rumor, so, if your thought of Breath of the Wild 2 comes out. Are you, you going to play Horizon Zero Dawn then? When I get it for Christmas, yeah. All right, all right. 
Cool. And I got the complete edition too, so I'll get to check out that DLC and everything. Awesome. I actually never went back to the DLC. I bought it, but the never, DLC actually got yeah, rated pretty Fro- high. Frozen Wilds yeah. or something. So yeah. they said it kind of. Um, not just the new terrain, but I guess like the new Dinobots or mm. whatever. Yeah. Um, just brought a little bit more strategy into things, and that's from the videos I've seen. Um, that's what I really liked about what I saw yeah. was it is not a guns blazing go in try to kill him. It's actually like thinking about your enemy. You can do that yeah. method, but yes. But they... like, obviously, we know my love for Dark Souls and Dark Souls and Soulsborne games alike. Or like that, where you have to take that thought, like, okay, I can't just run in. I have to be strategic about this or I will die. So I kind of hope they dive more into that. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of keeping on the Sony bandwagon here, uh, this one's kind of a funny one. Sony is shutting just down. Like crapping on Sony. No, I just think it's funny. Crap. It's just funny what they marketed this game as. Sony is shutting down SingStar and Drive Club servers in 2020. So I just thought this was a funny news story February, because right? uh, I think yeah. I believe it's February. Yeah, something like that. But I just think it's funny because Drive Club was like marketed as this big deal, uh, essentially like a next generation racing game, and I feel like it never really hit the mark that it was trying to hit. Um, I never really got interested in it. I love the Forza franchise. I've never played uh, Gran Turismo personally, but. It seems like Gran Turismo used to hold the crown as best racing game, but that's kind of been taken over uh, by Forza in recent years. And I don't see where Drive Club even ever like fit into that. They were trying to make it like in a connected world, and they were trying to make it more uh, open world, but it just never seemed to catch on. And uh, unfortunately, it's shutting down in 2020 for those people that... I could care less about Drive Club. Now, obviously, I could care less about really racing games, unless your name's Mario Kart, Hmm. or if they bring back Twisted Metal, which obviously they tried in PS3 and it failed horribly. David Jaffe. Uh, God, that was was such a disappointment. Um, But SingStar, I'm actually a little sad for, only because, like, I actually, maybe between, like, 18 and 20, uh, with my friends, this is a great party game to have. Um, I get it. It's just basically karaoke. Um, but when you're like looking for something to do, you have a house party. Those were, that was actually really cool. It almost took the place of rock band for us. Yeah. Rock band's a little cumbersome with trying to get all the equipment out and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And literally SingStar was just two microphones or one, but it was really cool to have like competitions and stuff like that. I have a lot of fond memories of it. Um, especially when they added like my type of music to there, uh, where it wasn't just like, the greatest pop hits or whatever, or some rock stuff. So that's kind of sad that I, I know they released one for PS4. It didn't do that well. Um, I know that probably this whole music generation or music fad has gone away for the most part. And Rock Band and Guitar Hero released uh, separate things this console generation, and they both failed miserably mm-hmm. uh, with that stuff. So I know that whole thing is dead. But it is kind of sad to see kind of the nail in the coffin finally happen for it. Absolutely. Yep. Sad news always when that when those uh, news stories come out. About I honestly didn't even know out. they were still supporting either one of them. That's that's very true, actually. And I, I obviously I knew somewhat maybe Drive Club just because of the VR. Hmm. I did not know anything about the SingStar. I assumed everything just shut down when it shut down. Yeah, and it's just gone one day. 
so our next news story is about the new COD. Uh, I just wanted to say COD and Call of Duty at the same time. Yeah. The new COD, really Call of Duty, yeah. Call of COD. <laughs> yeah. The new Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, has been data mined uh, and has revealed a possible 38 new maps for DLC for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So this is kind of interesting because uh, obviously they announced that there's no season pass for uh, Modern Warfare a while back. So all of the uh, DLC maps will be free coming to the game. Uh, this is interesting though, because the maps that they data mined, there's quite a few in here that are, um, very much fan favorites, uh, including like Crash, uh, Oasis, Shipment. Um, they have quite a few maps in here that are very much fan favorites from the original Call of Duty Modern Warfare series, the, all three games. So I'm very excited about this because the sandbox of the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I'm just going to say Modern Warfare because that's just taking too long to say that every you single time. You know, most people know mod, there's like yeah. some internet thing. I can't remember what it was, but it was just like, if you type Modern Warfare is more recognized than Call of Duty. Yeah. I it, thought that was always kind of funny. It is funny, but... Uh, I love the gameplay in the sandbox of Modern Warfare, and I absolutely am excited for this because the one problem, as we've discussed, like last week, the problem with Modern Warfare is that the maps are just not as good. Like, the 2v2 maps are really cool, and I like those, but the normal, like, so 6v6 maps. I've been listening to, like, a lot of reviews and yeah. discussions and stuff like that, and that seems to be the overwhelming majority yeah. uh, when it comes to how people feel about the COD um, or the Modern Warfare. The more. The more. The more. The more. Um, they, they really are praising like a lot of things that it does yeah. um, and how it's kind of reinvigorating a franchise without doing like the spacey stuff mm. that it's been known to do recently. Yeah. But I have heard so much criticism on maps that really would turn me off if I was a player, just yeah. especially like um, I guess there's one incident that I was listening on podcast unlocked uh, with the Miranda Sanchez talking about, I guess there's this bridge map. Mm-hmm. And basically, it has just become like a spawn. Camp fest. Yeah, like you, like you can literally just spawn kill everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, what fun! Not only is that for the person that is playing it and keeps spawning in and dying, but yeah. also the person that just keeps doing that. I don't the, get why people enjoy doing that crap. The the problem with that map, and I know exactly what map she's talking about. The problem with that map is the bridge is the middle choke point of the map. And if you control the bridge, you can see the enemy spawn. You can see everything. Yeah, you see, literally that's... can control the map by being up there. You ha- If you have snipers or good rifles, yeah. you will destroy the other team. Yes, I have experienced that. So maybe um, that's what it kind of needs to maybe get the community back on its side. I think, yeah. I think they've done a lot of goodwill when it actually comes to that season pass thing because they're not separating the community at all. Yep. And I think that's always a good thing to do is not put people behind a pay tier structure. Yep. Um, but 38 maps is a lot. It's a lot. Um, now I say that knowing full well of what we're about to talk about and that has 100 plus characters in it now at this point well and <laughs> the other thing they kind of have to keep in mind is some of those are going to be 2v2 maps which are tiny maps true, true. so i mean it's not and like i did have fun playing the alpha with you yeah uh with that yep so it's not 38 like big full-fledged yeah. maps there's going to be smaller ones in there as well for yeah for honestly the, mo- the thing that i'm most excited when i eventually do check out this game is the single player yes it's um, very good obviously i 
unless it was Apex, I don't really play multiplayer. Yeah. Actually, Color Queen Black, I play multiplayer a lot on because you can only play multiplayer. Right. Um, but I have, for the most part, actually enjoyed uh, the Call of Duty campaigns, except for one of them, not the one everyone hates. Black Ops 2? Um, World at War. It was released when I was in college. World at War? That was a good one. No, I said I did enjoy. Oh, you did or enjoy. Did, no, no, sorry, because I... I did enjoy Ghost. I didn't enjoy World of War. What? Ghost was awful. I enjoyed it. Well, no. it also was oh one. So, God. like, um, Amazon screwed up when yeah. I pre-ordered my PlayStation 4. Yeah. So, I got two games with my PlayStation 4 when I launched. I got Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, and Shadowfall. Ooh. But they screwed up, mm. and they delayed Shadowfall by, like, a week for me. Yeah. So, they gave me a free game as credit, and so I got the Call of Duty Ghosts, and... I think I was just more enamored with, like, I just have an HDTV for the first time. Yeah. This game looks gorgeous. And so I didn't really care what was going on. I, I think, in my opinion, Ghosts is the worst Call of Duty game of all time, in my humble opinion. You ever play the first Call of Duty? Yes. It was not I, a good Call of Duty. I loved it, actually. Like on PC, one. I used to go over to my cousin's house and play it all the time. Two um, was really good. Yeah. So... That kind of wraps up that story. Uh, next up, as you were saying, Smash Brothers Ultimate, who what which has over a hundred characters in it. Uh, including, it might be less, but I think it's like ninety eight, well, ninety nine. Like with the Echo Fighters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that includes Echoes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Smash Brothers Ultimate has surpassed Street Fighter Two as the best selling fighting game of all time. That's pretty crazy. Crazy numbers. The only thing I'm curious about. Yeah. When it comes to this number, is Street Fighter Two has crippled itself because of how many iterations there are of Street Fighter Two. True. There's Turbo. There's Extreme. Yeah. I mean, there's Extreme Turbo. Like all these, and they don't actually count as Street Fighter Two because yeah. they're reiterations of it. Which Which one was on Xbox 360, PS3 generation that they released like seven seven versions of it? Like Super Street uh, Fighter and su- Super Yeah Super Street. And it was, I know which one you're talking about. Was it four? Uh, four. Well, four. They released three times, okay. if I remember correctly. Yeah, because I remember playing on an Xbox 360. It's just, it's like, dude, how that's, many reversions are you gonna keep? That's releasing? what Street Fighter does. Yeah, I, it's. I I don't know. I only have ever really played. I've never actually played the original Street Fighter two. Yeah. I've only ever played the Turbo or the other ones with like the DLC characters. Well, even though they're not DLC, but you know what I'm talking about. The added characters and the. Like, what's on the SNES Classic is actually what I remember playing in, like, not only the arcades, but also uh, on my uh, SNES. But I can't believe, no matter what, it only took a year for this to beat a classic game. Not even a year. Yeah. um, To beat a classic game such as this. But in my opinion, it is very well deserved. The team and Sakurai, the detail that has gone into not only putting this game out with all of these characters... But to make it, for the most part, be very balanced. Yep. Um, now, I obviously played a decent bit. So, like, when I play with my friends, yes, I'm probably better with them. But that's only because I'll use my main. Mm. Um, but if I'm not using my main and I just go at it with like a random, I feel like we all have the same chance. Especially because I'm not one of those people that's like, they can't have, like, I want to have items on. I love the chaotic nature of it. Right. Um, and they're just the... Uh, love and attention this thing has gotten and continues to get mm-hmm. continues to get terry bogart is now out banjo i want to still go back and play i saw how you still have it that day that i went to download it i was like 
so disappointed that it wasn't available uh, the second that I looked at yeah. it, and then I never went back to download it. <laughs> so, so Terry Terry Bogard is out yeah. um, from SNK, um, or SNK, sorry. Uh, I have not played as him yet. I hope to. Um, I generally like the fighters. Yeah. Um, I liked Ryu. Uh, I didn't so much like Ken, even though I know he's just an Echo. You like uh, Banjo, right? I did like Banjo. Yeah. I really like Banjo. The one I was not high on was Dragon Warrior. Mm. Dragon Warrior really was somebody that I was not a fan of. Yeah. Um, I love Piranha Plant. That was like a free DLC character. Yep. Um, and I can't remember who the first one was after. Oh, Joker. I actually like Joker as well from Persona. Joker. I just have no attachment to that series. Oh, yeah. Um, just like I, I don't have an attachment to Terry Bogart. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Uh, I am actually more excited for the fact that he's out yeah because february 2020 is the last due date basically for the next character mm. and i i mean i at this point it's not even about the next character it's what comes after that because right. they have announced that we talked about this on a few episodes ago about how they're going to continue to support yeah what does that look like is there going to be how another, can we do more characters is there going to be another microsoft nintendo partnership to get another character over i there? think the big rumor of who everybody wants is going to happen now it's not somebody i care about but steve from minecraft yeah is that's been the rumor for a while that'd uh, be a good fit yeah even after uh banjo even got announced people were still floating that mm. i still think they have a little bit more to go in the wheelhouse of nintendo yep um I'm still very surprised that Shovel Knight stayed as an assist trophy and did not ever become an actual character. True. A lot of people want Waluigi in there, too. I don't know Waluigi's if Waluigi's not in there? He's an assist trophy. Is Wario in there? Wario's a character, yeah. Huh. He's, a, he's a playable character. But they still have so much they can go into at this point, too, and especially with new franchises that keep popping up. I mean, Astral Train just came in mm-hmm. uh, this year. That I hopefully will be checking out soon, and much more Zelda characters to choose from. Um, and it's just I I, I want to see what else they can do inside their own, and maybe some things that we know more so than SNK. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- it's it's very exciting for Nintendo to have this huge hit on their hands. Absolutely agree. So <clears throat> continuing on the Nintendo train, we have Mario and Sonic at the Olympics 2020 reviews. So these games are always like kind of interesting to me because Nintendo always does them uh, to coincide winter with the and Olympics summer, yep. every two years. Yeah, because winter and summer go back and forth. Uh, and I'm not really sure that these games have ever like been like phenomenal. Like, I don't ever remember one of these games being phenomenal. I remember them always being, like, very average. I remember thinking that they were always Shovel Knight. Yeah. And then finding out how well they sell, and I'm like, oh, my God, they're not Shovelware. Yeah. Like, I meant Shovelware, not Shovel Knight, sorry. Shovelware. But, like, these sell tremendously well, and I I don't get it. Now, this one actually does look pretty cool. Yeah. What's it floating at right now in the Metacritic rounds? It's like 68. 68, okay. Uh, That's actually better than the winner one. I remember the winner one got, like, crucified last time. Yeah. Uh, So this, like, weird 2D mode, too, where you can do a lot of the events actually in 2D, like old school Mario, Sonic um, stuff. I'm not that accustomed to the Sonic uh, characters, uh, besides, like, obviously Tails, Knuckles, and Sonic, and... Dr. Robotnik? No, not Robotnik. Yeah. Isn't it Robotnik? Robotnik, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, Sonic was never really a big thing for me. I love Sonic Mania when it came out this year or this generation, but I've never been huge into that series. Uh, but it looked really cool how you could do the 2D uh, stuff before. So I kind of want to check that part out. Yeah, I'm assuming like this type of game is a perfect thing for the Switch to have a demo on. So I'm hopeful that they are. Um, but I, I do know that they are fun party games. Uh, I played them at a party before, yeah. and it's just obviously they're just mini games. It's basically like uh, Mario, Mario Party, yeah, without the board. Except I personally, I don't think it's as fun as Mario Party. No. I've played some of the older ones of these. I haven't played them recently, yeah. like on the Switch. But uh, Mario Party always seems to have some more interesting, like puzzles and and cool the last game Mario games. Sonic game that I played was. Uh, it, it was actually at the Dave and Buster's down the street from us oh. um, that they have like a it's an arcade machine, but it's not like an exact port, obviously. Right. Um, but I remember my friend Tyler getting so pissed off because like those types of games are just so easy to just you just have to you could stupefy the rhythm basically with just like your foot. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I I'd be interested to see if there's a demo with it. I don't see if it's something me jumping on. Yeah. I'm still obviously very salty about Mario Party. Yep. Because I've yet to ever get any DLC from it, mm-hmm. and it's bullcrap. Yep. And I, I played a little bit of that. That's actually pretty fun, the newest Mario Party. It is, yeah. I just hate that you don't get... You have four boards. Yeah. Like, they fixed the issue from the Wii U Mario Party, where you're just all in the same cart, and you all drive the same way, basically. Yeah, that's Which stupid. was awful. Yeah. Uh, but I, I really expected more than four boards for this... Yeah. game i mean the mini games were a lot of fun yeah but just four boards is not cutting it i mean hell the first mario party i think at six yeah agreed so jumping back to the sony train we have news that herman holst which i hope i didn't just butcher his name from uh gorilla games he was the head of gorilla games has taken over as uh head of sony worldwide studios so for those of you that don't know sony worldwide studios is uh, all of Sony's first-party studios, so Naughty Dog, uh, Gorilla, uh, uh, Media Molecule, Polyphony, all of the first-party studios, he will be managing all of those. So essentially, this is Shuhei Yoshida's role that he's taking over, and uh, Shuhei Yoshida actually is being put into a brand-new role that he's very excited about uh, doing more independent developer stuff. So he's going to try to reach out to a lot of independent developers and get them on board with PlayStation and, and kind of get marketing deals with them involved. So Yeah, which I, I think is right now in the spot that Sony is in. I don't even, I don't necessarily say much to blame at them, but... It is at the moment. So, like, I, I look at indie development almost like a it's going cyclical at mm-hmm. this point. So, when indie started becoming a thing, Xbox was leading the charge with uh, their arcade and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then Sony pretty much stole all that thunder coming into this generation uh, with just indie games out the butt, like, with all this stuff. And then indies became now so synonymous with the Switch that we call them nindies. Yeah. Um, so... I can really see Sony wanting to capture what Nintendo has and make sure Xbox does not get them because as joking as it all is, the fact that, like, well, we all buy just AAA games and all that stuff, indies really are that uh, thing that took the place of your Midways, um, your THQs, all that stuff, because they're just... 
they they feel like they're a lesser investment but a greater payoff. And the great thing about indies is you always get like unique gameplay experiences that you don't get elsewhere. Like not always, but there's oftentimes independent games that are like super crazy and just wild and fun. Like sometimes triple a game developers just try to think about uh think about things too much and they basically over design for it well and they have to report to investors whereas indies don't they don't and investors want a known quantity yeah i mean hence why we why hollywood is in sequel heaven anymore these days right because it's a known quantity they know they're going to get quote unquote how many tickets yeah so knowing that okay after party um new game new ip all this stuff from a from a uh, established studio, of course. But, Night school studios. Um, uh, still, it's a new IP. A lot of people are not going to want to take that risk mm-hmm. uh, being a AAA game or something like that because adventure games only sell this, this, and this. Especially, I mean, we saw the demise of Telltale. Yep. Um, but now that it's noticing that it's an indie game, you could be like, okay, I can. I really want to get this try. And then maybe if PlayStation is going to do something, which God, they better. Yeah. Uh, to the um, like the uh, Game Pass. Sorry, I'm trying to think game of the pass, name. Yeah. If they're gonna try something with that, I think a big selling point right now for me is not what Xbox offers for you from their first party studios. I really think it is having the exclusive indie games that I want to check out. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I want to invest yet. Yeah. Um, you, I've made this comment to you before how I feel like i'd actually didn't feel guilty when i was playing apex throwing them a little bit of money yeah like to buy cosmetics i'm like i've had a lot of fun with this game i played it for free of course i'll buy your battle pass Mm -hmm. um and i know you've said the same thing when it's like you've played some games on game pass and you're like well technically i get it for free but if like i can get a dlc something i want to throw it towards them even games that aren't free like uh halo 5 for instance like i enjoyed the hell out of halo 5's multiplayer and i paid my six well i was gonna say 60 dollars, but i bought the collector's edition which was 250 did you buy but... two collector's edition for the record of this game no i bought the collector's edition console though <laughs> okay so, that counts yeah so uh <laughs> but anyways you're uh, looking at it i just i loved halo 5 so much and i wanted to support that so like I uh, actually bought a, f- a couple rec packs uh, early on and, and playing that it was basically like um, any kind of battle packs that you open up and you get things out of it. So I did that to support Halo, both Halo and the com- competitive community as well, because 343, what they did was take half of that money that they were getting from rec pack uh, purchases and sending it straight to the HCS, which is the Halo Championship Series. And that prize pool ended up being a million dollars, which was awesome. So, like, stuff like that, I definitely want to support, like, when it's things that I really enjoy. So, same same situation with what you're talking about. Definitely support it if you love it. And to kind of bring it back full circle, I think that whatever Shuhei kind of develops with this stuff, I think everyone in the gaming community knows Shuhei. Everyone loves Shuhei. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's going to get so much goodwill from developers. Yeah. And then I don't know much about Herman Holst. He's um, other than obviously his occupation from beforehand. Yeah. Um, but I don't see anything wrong with having somebody that already has experience in a first party studio yeah. being the head of 
all the first party no, studios. I think Herman will do yeah. great. I th- I don't have any qualms about Herman at all, and he's clearly done a great job with Gorilla over the years. Uh, obviously, Killzone, you can say whatever you want about it, but it's a beautiful-looking game, and he managed his team well, in my opinion. But I think the interesting thing is, is we're now, like, what, a month out from uh, Sean Layden leaving, and we still haven't heard anything about who's replacing him. I don't know. Are they just not going to replace him? It might be. I mean, even in my own company, a bunch of restructuring stuff is happening. Like, it's – you never know with how people view things. I mean, I, I think one of the things that is really helpful for this coming generation of consoles is having a face for the console. Yep. Um, Phil Spencer Phil for Spencer, Xbox. Um, uh, Bowser. Yeah. Doug Bowser. Doug Bowser, yeah. But I was actually thinking more, like, along the lines of – like you showcasing Miyamoto out there and yeah. then Sh- Shuhei for that. So maybe they're trying to then get Phil Spencer, not just it's him and two guys that have been around in the business since basically it's creation mm-hmm. and really helped create the business, especially when it comes to Miyamoto developing yeah. the probably the best games of all time. Yeah. Um, I think they want to see, okay, let's go even more global and get other people here that it's going to relate to people that mm-hmm. maybe – this generation of gamers did not grow up on the games that we grew up on. They're yeah. not they're not the Mario gamers or the Minecraft and Fortnite gamers. So how do you get Agreed. them involved still in this community? The real question is, is what's Jeff Keighley going to do at the Game Awards? He can't bring out Reggie fils Sean Layden, and Phil Spencer. Is he going to bring out He's just gonna bring Phil out Spencer a... and be like, oh, hey, here's everyone, everyone left. Doug Bowser. Well, don't forget <laughs> Google Stadia, too. Like, yeah. you got to include that in there. Yeah, we'll see about that. Uh, moving on, this has kind of become rest, less relevant as the day has gone on. Uh, there was rumors this morning about Mass Effect Trilogy remaster really happening this time. Uh, and this kind of came on the backbone of EA having an earnings call where they were saying that a popular franchise was going to get remasters released in the next fiscal year for them. And people were assuming this was going to be Mass Effect Trilogy remaster. And we've gone through today and Mass Effect's Twitter account keeps tweeting like stupid videos of old Mass Effect games, which I say stupid. I love the franchise, but... At some point, you have to be... You can't Specifically be t- Andromeda. Yeah. Oh, God. At some point, you can't be tone deaf and just not even acknowledge what people want, which is the Mass Effect remaster. Like, we would love to see a Mass Effect trilogy remaster. That Those three games are just unrivaled in, as far as storytelling goes of any space opera. You know what I'm saying. Not space opera, but space RPG of any game, you know? There's not a lot of space RPGs out there, granted, but this is such a master class in storytelling that I just feel like it's hurting it not having that remaster. So it'll be very interesting to see how EA reacts to that. You remember initially EA was hesitant to do remasters. Uh, One year they even famously said uh, that they weren't doing remasters. That's just not in their company's MO. 
But now with this earnings call, it does seem like they're wanting to jump back into uh, actually doing remasters. Xenosaga was actually the best space. Xenosaga? Saga, yeah. No. So, no. I love Xenosaga. No. At least the, I actually you, played you've the You've never first played two. Mass Effect, so you can't comment. <laughs> so. uh, next, we I can going... when you get me hyped up that maybe EA's going to visit revisit uh, remasters, and you're like, you know, Dead Space. I'm like, oh, you prick. Oh, yeah. Dead Space would be <laughs> awesome as well. I'd totally support one and two i'll Wait, take three out of yeah i was right. about to say that uh, instead of a dead space trilogy could we just get dead space collection with one and two only? yeah do the batman arkham yeah. collection thing where you yeah. just totally forget about origins Origins, yeah forget <laughs> it we don't need it even though the story in three kind of wraps up that story it, and the co-op was fun yeah but agreed. it was no longer dead space in my opinion agreed so uh, before we jump into the games we're playing, we're just going to do a quick shout out. It is Tyler's birthday today. Tyler Montesano, who is a fellow listener. Why would he you is, say his last name? He, well, what if nobody he cares. Uh, he's not watching right now because he's at a birthday dinner, but I just wanted to give a shout out to one of our fellow listeners. Uh, happy birthday from Podcast PXN. I don't so. like the way he said that, but happy birthday. That was, Please be Daniel in another game. That's no. it happens frequently. No. So games we're playing. I'm still playing the same things as I was playing last week. So Call of Duty Modern Warfare. I don't think I need to really talk too much about that. Uh, I've already discussed. I love the two v two stuff. Uh, the bigger stuff, I'm not as big on. Um, so I won't really go into that too much anymore. Uh, and I am still playing the Outer Worlds. This game is so freaking good. Here's the thing right now. We had our game of the year talk uh, a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, whatever, whenever that was. This game has skyrocketed to the top of my list of game of the year awards, and that's how much I love this game. This game, it literally strikes every chord of what I love about video games. I just absolutely can't get enough of it. I still go to every single world and do every single mission, side mission, uh, task. There's like different categories, tasks. Uh, side mission companion quests and main story and i literally just am doing everything i'm about 28 hours in right now and i probably if i had to guess i probably have another 10 hours left i would i would just surmise by that so it's a very very big game um considering the size of their budget like this is just amazing that they were able to put this game together and I am very excited if Microsoft continues to invest in this franchise moving forward. So, I'm super du- super duper happy with this. And game. apparently enunciating like hell. Yes. Jesus. I am enunciating like hell. So you left off one of the games I'm playing, which is uh, I still am actually playing uh, Mario Kart Tour mm. on my uh, phone. I know it's not a PXN game, but. Mm. Um, I actually, finally, the update came out for uh, the new courses yesterday, and I'm actually liking it more now, mm. uh, mostly because now there's a challenge to get five stars, in my opinion, whereas before there wasn't. The microtransaction stuff is still very predatory. I'm not at all saying that it's not, because yeah. you feel like if you don't get it, you're not doing as well. Have you paid for it? Uh, no, haven't paid a single dime. I uh, still won't even do the gold pass, even though like it obviously would help my scores. But yeah. I actually am still playing that pretty much every day. Um, I am really liking the fact that they're adding more and more characters every single two-week update when they announce like new carts and new uh, tracks and everything. So I really like that. Um, the 
worst part about it is just making me think what Mario Kart 8 Deluxe could have been. Um, yeah. It could have just been more than a reskin of uh, Mario Kart 8 itself. Mm-hmm. They could have actually done some sort of season pass or tournaments, that type of stuff, like online. And I think they really would have helped engage that community. I know it is, if not the, one of the top best-selling Switch games. Yeah. I, th- I know it overtook Zelda. I feel like um, they were. I feel like in the early goings of the Switch launching, they were hurting for like games to come out, so they wanted to get something quick. So they wanted to put out Deluxe because obviously it's mainly just a port of the Nintendo uh, Wii U. It, title. It's the port with the but, DLC, yeah. But yeah, so it just was able made them able to release it a little quicker rather than wait like one or two years and release a full-fledged sequel. I do Switch. hope we get one on the Switch that's actually like a Switch exclusive, I think, basically. I think we will. Um, yeah, I, I do. I just, the only thing is, is that this is selling, this has sold so well. You talked about today uh, with me on a sidebar as far as how it's going to be the pack-in game for Christmas bundles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, it's hard for Nintendo to ever justify going to a new thing when something's succeeding. I mean, look how long it takes generally between Smash Brothers until yep. the other one dies out. But I am hopeful for the franchise, just playing the mobile version. And and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe came out 2017 with the launch of the Switch. I believe that was 2017. Then the Switch it was a launched. month later. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I feel Switch like Switch launched March 3rd, I believe. Yeah, I feel like we're due pretty soon uh, for a new Mario Kart. Yeah. It's been three years, so um, and longer than that, technically. Yeah. Cause, very true. Because yeah. Wii U version. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but the big thing that I've been playing is obviously Luigi's Mansion 3. Oh, I've uh, never heard of it. It is an amazing game. Uh, I really am liking it. Uh, we have yet to get a chance to try into the co-op stuff, um, so I have not explored that, but I am having a lot of fun with it. Uh, so it is, first and foremost, in my opinion, the best Luigi's Mansion game there has been. Wow. Bold um, statement. And it's not really a bold statement, though, because... Every, the first one's kind of a cult classic. Yeah. Where it's not perfect. Right. It's an okay game, but it's very beloved because they tried something new. It's the first game in yeah. the series. Um, Dark of the Moon, or Dark Side of the Moon, I can't remember. I think it's called Dark of the Moon. Um, is actually a very good 3DS game. Yeah. I really enjoyed that, uh, especially with like the dark light stuff and the puzzles. The issue that it always had is you didn't feel like you were in the world because it was always levels. Um, now this one is actually in... It's in a hotel, not a mansion, but you're not like timed in each level that you're at or anything like that. You're just exploring and all the floors of the hotel are completely different as far as themes. There's prehistoric, um, a gift shop, a restaurant, um, you even go to like a flooded sewage basement. Um, Is this a controversy uh, in the community that it's not called Luigi's Hotel? Uh, there was actually in the beginning. Yeah. They're like, why really? does it take place in the hotel? That's so but dumb. you kind of see how they do it right. uh, with it. And it actually works, I think, more to its betterment uh, because of that. Because with the hotel, it actually makes sense why there's like every floor is a different theme. Right. Because a lot of hotels theme their floors and that type of stuff. Um, the puzzles, are, I think, are a lot more challenging and creative than they were in the past. Especially with the inclusion of Guiji. Um, he doesn't just feel like a tack on, um, it actually seems like somebody that you really need in order to, um, do the puzzles and actually seems valuable and finding like the rare gems and stuff. And you play as Guiji in single player as well? Yeah. Okay. 
So basically when you're some puzzles, he needs to either go through a grate or two people have to suction something. So you need Guiji and yourself. So if you're not playing in co-op, you would just hit the click in the R three button or the right, uh, the right thumbstick. Um, to summon him and then you control him and then click back out to gotcha. get control of Luigi. Um, but I, I like that there's a lot more depth to the combat. Mm-hmm. It used to be you you basically stunned the ghost, you sucked him up, and that was it. That's all you really did. Now there's actually some challenge with that. Mm-hmm. So some of the ghosts, um, you have to like walk away and then do a quick turn and snap them and then you can suck them and then they try to get away from you. You have to pound them. All this stuff, and I know it seems very. These kiddie-like. words are a little uh, touching ghost. Touching ghost. Yeah, touching. <laughs> ah, um, awful. So there will also be ghosts that have like sunglasses on that you can't necessarily stun. Yeah. So you have to get the sunglasses off, or if they have a shield or something like that. Um, the bosses are pretty clever. Um, they're all so far different from what I've experienced. Um, I know from a lot of reviewers, they say in the latter part of the game, it does get a little samey with some of them, mm-hmm. but so far I haven't had really a repeat too much. Uh, I am stuck on the boss that a lot of people did get stuck on in the sewer. So I'm still trying to figure that out. The best strategy doesn't exactly steer that well when you're in the water. Yeah. Uh, but I am actually really loving this game. Uh, I, I think it is a must have for switch owners. In my opinion, I know Halloween's over, so I don't know how many people will pick it up at this point. Because um, I know this is geared towards Halloween since it came out on the 31st. Yeah. Uh, but I have been loving it. I really want to try the online stuff, too, yeah. just to figure out what that's all about. Maybe I'll steal it from you when you're done with it. Yeah, that's true, because you haven't played a Luigi's Mansion, have you? I played the first one oh, a you little play- bit okay. on GameCube. Okay, yeah, a lot's changed since then yeah. as far as like the mechanics and that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, but it, it is a very quirky game. It actually, so far, has been going pretty good. I'm about six hours in, and most people say it takes about 15 hours for the campaign. Gotcha. Um, now I have been making sure I collect all those gems and fighting all the boos that I can, because um, every floor has a boo, and it also has six gems mm-hmm. that you have to find. Um, that they're, The gems are probably the hardest part of the games, because you really have to be looking um so far i have not used a strategy guide and i'm on the ninth floor i'm missing and with that includes the second floor basement and i'm missing four gems so far so i'm doing pretty good but that has been requiring me to basically explore every floor to the fullest and see what i can play around with dang um but i i i love the game i love the quirkiness uh i can't wait to see more from nintendo and Oddly, this is making me fall back in love with my Switch because these past couple of weeks with... Um, I really haven't talked about PlayStation. Um, it was Ori when that came onto the Switch. Killer sure. Queen Black. Um, Super Smash was even before that with Banjo. DLC, yeah. Um, and then Luigi's Mansion. I am back in my love affair with the Switch uh, that I really hope continues because there's just some straight bangers on that, yeah. that console. And I... I very curious to see how it does this coming year. Yeah. But uh, if your thing's true, which I don't want it to be, but I do want it to be. Breath of the Wild 2 uh, is coming next year. 
I want it to be true, but I want it to be true only in a release window that accommodates me. Yeah, true. <laughs> Very true. If you're in the fall, I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah. Next fall is going to be bananas. Really, next next summer I, and fall. So we were just talking about this before we move on to our topic, is that next year, while awesome that so many games are coming out, it is going to be straight up hell for... If you think your backlog sucked before... Yeah. Next year's gonna suck so much. Agreed. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that. Agreed. Thank God Last of Us got delayed. Yep. <laughs> not not that far back though. Only what, two months? So Well that'll affect you for um whatchamacallit, uh Cyberpunk probably a little bit. Cyberpunk's April though, right? Yeah, but I don't know how well, mean that's it's true. It's gonna be CD Project Red game. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Yeah. Um you think so, you're 28 hours in Outer Worlds is a lot right now. That's very true. <laughs> I may not. I, Cyberpunk might be a type of game that I have to say I'm going through the main story and then skipping a lot of the side <laughs> stuff because that might be a little too crazy. Uh, so our topic of the show this week is Blizzard had a bunch of BlizzCon announcements. So we're going to talk about a couple of those. Uh, that's going to be our topic of the show. There's a little bit of controversy on Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 has been announced as well. So can we'll we do jump... the sad news first? Sure. Instead we... of the good news. Yeah, we could drop Cause... jump into Overwatch 2 first. So Overwatch He said it, that it was sad news. <laughs> I said it. Uh, Overwatch 2 was announced. Uh, this was very interesting. So Game Informer had the reveal of Overwatch 2 uh, on their cover story, actually, with a bunch of uh, news and first looks at Overwatch 2. And Andrew Reiner was talking about it. He actually saw a PowerPoint presentation for Overwatch 2 that in one of the slides he saw uh, four silhouettes of four new characters. So he was describing what some of those were. Uh, one of them he was describing was like a wizard with like a staff. That That's what he looked like. Uh, obviously, it's just silhouettes, so he's just making guesses, but that's what it looked like. Another one looked like it had some kind of animal with him, like a puppy or something like that. That's like a... It's Flack from Borderlands 3. Sidekick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of sidekick with him. So that's kind of cool. So it's kind of cool that they're getting some more diverse characters in there, uh, into the game to kind of change it up a little bit. So jumping into what Overwatch 2 is. So Overwatch 2 is basically a visual refresh of the original game. So... They're updating all of the original art from the original game. Uh, all the the graphics engine is updated a little bit. So uh, Mercy and all of your favorite characters are all getting redesigned for Overwatch 2 uh, and getting better textures and stuff like that. Um, but I think the interesting thing here is, is uh, you in Overwatch 2 PvP, you still play with Overwatch 1 players. So everyone in the Overwatch experience, whether you're playing Overwatch 1, Overwatch 2, PvP, you will play against each other. So you're not splitting the, the community base, which is a good thing. But then when you think about this, it's like, what exactly are you paying your $60 for in Overwatch 2? So Overwatch 2 does have... The box art. Yeah. Overwatch 2 does have a new PvE mode, which is supposed to be like a story mode, so to speak, where they're going to have story levels uh, that kind of give you more uh, more backstory on the characters and give you this cohesive story that the original game didn't have. 
So I guess the thing that I'm wondering is who is this game for? Because the people who play over overwatch one love that game, play it religiously, play it all the time and, and such. Uh, the people who may be interested in overwatch two, I would think are the same people that are playing overwatch one. So what is, what is the incentive for the players to say, hey, I want to go spend another $60 on Overwatch 2 to get the exact same multiplayer experience just with upgraded visuals a little bit, a little bit of a redesigned character uh, assets uh, and this PvE story mode. That's literally the only difference. And Blizzard has actually been on record saying, all the new modes, maps, characters, everything that's the, the new stuff that's coming to Overwatch 2 is also coming to the original Overwatch because like I said they play in the same the, the same play space, they're in the same sandbox. So I'm just left confused wondering what exactly is Blizzard's message here with Overwatch 2 and who's going to actually pick this up for another So $60. let me play devil advocate for sure. you because I don't really care about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, has it been officially confirmed that it'll be a $60 price point game for one? We, we don't know. No, but I assume so. Yeah, we don't know. So could it be something because most of the time you can find Overwatch game of the year for like $19.99 or something like that. Yeah. So it could be something that's like thirty or forty dollars. It's possible, possible, but I doubt it. And then who is to say? And I think it will, but I'm just saying, who's to say that Blizzard somehow won't paywall you when it comes to next? Because it hasn't even been. There's no launch date for it. Mm-hmm. So who's to say then that Overwatch One will work on your Scarlet or your PS5? Now. True. Sony but... and Xbox have said that backwards compatibility, but I don't know if they can guarantee outside companies supporting backwards compatibility. True, but Overwatch 2 has been announced for Xbox One and PS4. Yeah, which, okay, which is fine. I just, I, I'm trying to think what their minds are. The only thing I can think of is maybe seeing the success of the Destiny refresh recently. Yeah. Um, with, what was that, Shadowfall? Yeah. Was that the last expansion? And yes. they ended up hitting the most concurrent players they ever had on uh, Destiny. Yep. So maybe that's their thought point, is a separate community combines a community. Here's, wh- here's what I'll say about that, though. And I, I have seen people say that about Destiny comparing to this. But here's the thing. When you buy brand new Destiny, you may not know this. I don't know how much you've played of Destiny or or whatnot. I owned one. I beat the story, and that was it. Okay. So the expansions for Destiny always, always are the content that's included in that are exclusive to that, that experience. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you aren't buying destiny 2 shadow keep and playing destiny 2 story main story like the original game story you're playing this brand new experience so you're it's not like you're buying shadow keep and it's replacing destiny 2 if that makes sense it's essentially a different experience it's so destiny 2 adds a raid it adds what five new strikes it adds uh 10 to 12 new story missions every expansion does that so it's it is a full-fledged game it isn't like they're saying hey you're still gonna be playing legacy content and this new content it does but have who, it who's there. to say though that that's the only content they're gonna add to overwatch 2 
Well, Again, I yeah. I'm just playing devil's advocate. No, no, no. I agree with you that I think the marketing is at this point is very confusing. Yeah. Um, I just that, don't know who's gonna buy. That's what I'm. I, I'll tell you this right now: they don't have a customer in that. Yeah. Um, I'm not, and which is funny because of how well I attached to Apex Legends, because um, that's more or less a clone, but a battle royale clone mm-hmm. of that game. Because of having hero shooters, yeah. I'm just not at all invested in that franchise. Um, I th- I think it did a lot for that creating that genre uh, and stuff like that. I just I I think. Blizzard is trying to un-Activision itself in a lot of ways. Yeah. Especially after last year's debacle. Yeah. Um, and they had a lot of, well, a really good thing that happened this year, but I believe this one was very hit or miss because people are excited that new characters, like, this is a game that, was this 2017, if I remember? 16. 16. Okay, so this yeah. is almost a four-year-old game at this point. That's uh-huh. still getting supported, still beloved, yep. and getting a almost a 1.5, not a 2. Yep. So, I mean, that's cool that that's still happening. I just agree with you more that it's a very confusing marketing scheme. I can't believe that you said that Overwatch redefined the hero shooter. I think Battleborn did that. Gearbox did that extremely well. I'm, I'm joking, obviously, because Battleborn was a complete and utter failure randy pitchford don't try to defend it randy pitchford likes to defend crap games even when they're uh actually got not i was was a good game i'm just just... going on a rant now so randy pitchford talked about aliens colonial colonial marines about this aliens colonial marines that's such a good game is like no it's not randy please admit it he doesn't Okay. Anyway, so we went to rant. that. Can we get yeah. to the juice? So let's go ahead and jump back. Here we to, go. Uh, Here we go. The final uh, topic of the show news story is Diablo Four has been announced with gameplay and a and then large canceled cin- and then Immortals coming out now. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> a large cinematic. We got a, a look at that and gameplay as well, and it looks really freaking good. I'm hyped, man. Yeah. I am hyped. I am as well. Like that. Now I. Th- think at this point has uh taken over a top most anticipated game yep. that i know about at yes least. um i for one i can't believe we're getting one so soon and i know that's not technically true it was i believe three was released in 2012 if i'm not mistaken um sounds right but that's pretty soon for diablo standards uh i mean there's only four games and this series has spanned over two decades at this point yeah um so i am the trailer the cinematic will go on that it looked dark as hell and it i know did. it's i know it's diablo yeah but my god did that make you feel even less hope for the <sighs> and some Ooh. of the new mechanics look super cool like there's a lot more vertical traversing that there you're is yes in the gameplay footage yeah like that looks super cool to me because obviously before you're only traveling within like a confined yep. space but this has a lot more verticality like there's a few secret areas basically that yeah. you can kind of go off the beaten path but like those are still on the path in a sense but yeah. looking at that and seeing i think it was the barbarian basically did like a slam and was able to like not only take like a crowd of enemies down oh, yeah. but found a new group of enemies and slammed them at the same time like i can only imagine what that looks like when you're with like a group of people and yeah. like you're not like all just having to be on one screen and I take this group down. You're up there still dealing with yours. You get mine. And then I I could just see so much. 
That, so you, much compatibility coming in that. Yeah, and horse riding in there. That, yeah. that looked cool. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be even... Diablo 3 is pretty big, especially with its landscape. Now, don't get me wrong, the story isn't that long, but yeah. you play Diablo not for the initial story. You play for the repeated, for your loot. I mean, that's the whole point of Diablo is to get better loot, to yep. get better at the game. The original looter, yeah. looter shooter, I guess, sort that's of. That's a dungeon crawler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dungeon crawler, but... Um, yeah. But, but that's where Borderlands and such it got, did, got its a lot inspiration. Of inspiration. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I, I'm, it's it's tough to say anything. Like the characters looked really detailed. Um, yeah. Their cinematics always look good, and actually that's a staple of Blizzard. Their cinematics always look amazing and impressive. Yeah. But the way that, um, from what I could tell, it looked like what we saw was a sorceress, mm-hmm. a barbarian, and either a warrior or a possibly a viking I, I they didn't really give names of those characters yeah um but i liked how they all played different yes um i'm i i like to go more ranged um in those types of games because you can get very backed up too quickly um and don't get me wrong having a uh big lumbering guy back in in your group can be awesome to kind of be a bullet sponge in a way yeah but being able to essentially like snipe from the far ground heal your friends and heal yourself and then keep going is a plus for me see and i'm the opposite i love being like the hack and slash person being on the front lines i just love doing that like constantly and and also like the weapons as well not just hack and slash and the viking like had the special move where you could like you basically you think oh man he's gonna go kind of demonic but he actually just turns into this giant bear so he looked almost like a russian bear which i thought was a neat thing because then what if it is more than just the bear that it can transforms into with like oh, his yeah. other upgrades and stuff. That would be cool. Yeah. Like different upgrade paths to take you down different, different abilities and yeah. beasts. Yeah. I am really hopeful for this to be a game that continues a champion crossplay too. Mm-hmm. Um, because I know if I'm buying this, I'm going to play it on a console and this has been announced for consoles already. Um, yes, yes, Xbox One and PS4, PS4 but yes. not Scarlet and PS5 not. yet, but we assume it'll Zoom. come yes. there. Yeah. Um, and so I'm hoping this is crossplay because I could see you and I easily playing this, but yeah. I know your preferred and my preferred. Yeah. Um, so I really am hopeful for that. I just I can't say enough. I'm so glad they learned from Immortal last year. Um, they I don't even think they basically talked about it. I think they mentioned yeah. it, yeah. but that was about it. They did say it's still in development, yeah. and I think it's supposed to come out early next year. Um, yeah, and they did not give any type of timetable for Diablo 4 other than it'll basically be done when it's done. Right. It is decently far, but it's still not anywhere near to be released or anything like that. If I had to guess just by impression, I'd say early 2021. Either th- Fall, fall out the earliest for me at this point. Yeah. Because I did see, I, I think Blizzard would be smart to launch with the new console generation, yeah. personally. I agree. Now, that could be their Overwatch 2 method, too. I don't know. Yep. Uh, but, God, just to see everything uh, that they were showing off, it just looks like such a blast. Just do me a favor. Give me a couple years again to release somebody that's the necromancer where it makes everything op and i don't have to try at the game anymore yeah because when i rebought that or played that on the switch i didn't have any challenge as a necromancer, necromancer. Yeah. <laughs> he's too op for the game he's a beast so is that all you wanted to talk about there that's all just all right let's not talk so, about though whatever they say like hey somebody some developer left this game i don't want to talk about this game again until it comes out yeah exactly <laughs> so 
Uh, we're not doing a top five this week just because we had so much news to talk about today and we had a big topic of the show. So that's going to actually end our show, guys. Uh, I really appreciate you guys coming out to the show. Sorry that we uh, kind of had the delay today. It was just a last-minute thing. Uh, so remember, you can always join us Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern time, live on YouTube, search Podcast PXN. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast PXN there. And uh, really appreciate the support, guys. And we will see you guys next week. Deuces. See ya.